Hey, welcome to Church Alive. Our mission is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the message. Last week in our series, you might not have been here, but last week in our series, I'll just give you a quick snapshot of what that looked like. We talked about really the three wise men and the way of the wise. And the way of the wise actually starts with wonder. Wonder is to follow the supernatural in your life, which will always lead to worship. But then as it leads to worship, you'll continually notice that it'll actually follow you and show you the way. Someone say wonder. Wonder. Someone say worship. Worship. Someone say the the way. And that is really the cycle of faith is that God actually will show you things and you'll go, you'll literally have this moment of, oh my goodness, I think that's God. And as you begin to follow it, it'll always cause you to greater worship and then actually to follow and know the way. And we've often talked about the three wise men and you probably know that they brought gold, frankincense and myrrh. I just want to show you a quick picture. Like this is a picture of three wise men bringing a worship Obviously to Jesus and to Mary and to give gifts and they open the treasure chest of their life. But I saw something this week. I thought it was a little bit funny. It said this. What if the three wise men had been women? They would have asked directions and arrived on time. They would have cleaned the stable and they would have made a casserole. A little bit different gold, frankincense and myrrh. I saw another one. A little bit cheeky. If it was three, after the three wise men left, three wiser women arrived. One Brett brought fresh diapers. Someone say, thank God. Casseroles for the week and wine. Well, actually one of them said lots of formula. The other one, a little bit cheekier, said wine. Not sure if they brought that, but how many women say amen? amen. You know, one of, the, one of the things I've noticed in... Sometimes men's movements is they empower men. And one of the things I've noticed in women's movements is they're all about the women and then they kind of hate on the men a little bit. Can I just suggest to you that the house of God is for the flourishing of both? It's for the celebration of both, the uniqueness of both. And so I believe in the house of God, the house of the Father, that the men are going to flourish and the women are going to flourish. And we need wise women and we need wise men. And so I talked to you last week about three wise men. I want to talk to you today about three wise women. What's interesting about these three wise women is that, to be honest, a lot of their life didn't go according to plan. There's three of them, Anna, Elizabeth, and Mary, at the time of Jesus Christ being born. Anna is a prophetess who was married, but her husband dies seven years after marriage. And the Bible says she then lives as a widow for the rest of her life. She stays in the house of God. She prays and she fasts. But at the end of her life, I think she's close to 84 years old, she literally sees Jesus with her spirit first and then sees him physically. It was her closeness to God that allowed her to see the coming Messiah. And then we see Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is the bearer of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was said to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest man to ever live outside of Jesus. He pointed the way to Christ. And I want to suggest to you today that Elizabeth, life didn't go according to plan. Anna, life did not go according to plan. Elizabeth is actually barren for years and years, and in her old age, she has a baby, which tells me that God can open doors that no man can open. 
I want to say that again. God can open a door that no man can open. Yeah. And we're a church that believes that God will open doors that no man can open. Yeah. It may not always be in the timing you want. If you'll keep faith and you'll keep believing, you will see far more miracles in your life. But Anna and Elizabeth and actually Mary have these questionable moments in their life. But I love that scripture doesn't make them a victim. I think there's too many victims in this culture. Listen, don't follow people that are continually putting you in the seat of the victim. Don't follow a political party. Don't follow a leader that continues to put you in the seat of the victim. Because life did not go according to plan. But here's the deal. The highlight reel of their life is quite different than what you and I might put it. I was uh, downstairs today, actually, um, at King's Court. And I was just kind of walking on the treadmill and I was reading my message. And then I jumped into the change room for a moment. In the change room, obviously, there's... uh, Well, not obviously. You've never been there, maybe. (laughs) But anyway, there was a TV and they were showing highlights of this one dude just dunking on this other guy and he dunked on someone else. The guy's six foot, he's dunking on seven foot. It's like he's a beast. But I do wonder to myself that we often think our highlight reel is very different than heaven things. We think our highlight reel is our vacation. We think our highlight reel is that moment when friends come over or we get to enjoy some big blessing. I want to tell you today that heaven's highlight reel is quite different for your life. It's the moment when you forgive. It's the moment when you're generous. It's the moment when you act like God even when you don't want to. It's the moment when you act with character even when you don't want to. See, heaven, I want to assure you today, is is recording your story. You see, Mary and, and Elizabeth and Anna, none of them actually got to read the passage of Scripture about their own lives. And you and I don't get to read what God God writes about us. But I want to encourage you today. See, many times preachers can warn people in a right spirit, God's watching you. But I find that motivating, God's watching me. How many of you know that God's watching you could cause you fear because, oh shoot, I'm doing the wrong thing. Well, then maybe you need grace and forgiveness and repentance. Am I preaching anyone? Maybe just this side of the room, but not sure about the other side of the room. See, we need that. But let the fact that God is watching you motivate you to actually become more, to do more, to become more, to become more generous, to become more forgiving, to become more kind, to deal with the issues of your heart. Am I preaching to anyone today? Some of you, I'm not quite sure. And it was a prophetess. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 38, the Bible says she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God and she talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. Because she valued God's word, God could reveal that Jesus wasn't just any baby, but the chosen one of God. And because she valued God's word and God's thoughts, she wasn't just a prophetess, she was actually an evangelist. And one of the first evangelists really in the New Testament. Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1 verse 43, the Bible says this, she's speaking to Mary, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy and said this, verse 45, you are blessed because you did what? You are blessed. Now she's speaking to Mary, but take this for a moment for your own life. You are blessed because you did what? Believe Believe that the Lord would do what he said. I've noticed that all the wise women of the Bible believe what God says. 
All the wise women and all the wise men of the Bible believe what he says. But let's jump to Mary. Mary is obviously the most known. Mary, if you had a Catholic background, was obviously super revered. Listen, as a, as a believer in Christ, we want to honor Mary. We don't worship her. We don't pray to her. But we honor Mary. Amen. Amen. She is honored. She is valued. God said there's no other greater woman than Mary. Yeah. But we don't pray to Mary. Yeah. Let me just help your theology just for a second. We pray in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I believe that Mary's up in he heaven sometimes wondering why people are praying to her. Like Jesus died so you could pray to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Just wanting to help your theology. Luke chapter 1 verse 38, Jesus, uh, sorry, Mary said this, let it be to me according to your word. Yeah. According to your word. Before it's ever God's word, it's actually God's thought. And I actually like to think about it like this. You may have never thought about this. God doesn't just have a plan for you, but God thinks all these thoughts about you. Psalm 139, David said this. He says, how precious to me are your thoughts God how come on can we say it like an Australian say how vast now say it like an American say vast okay good we're on the same page how vast is the sum of them where I'd count them they would outnumber this the grains of the sand this means that God is thinking about you I, I get encouraged by that God's actually thinking about you and you're like, insignificant me? Yes. Do you know that the angels of God literally look down at humans sometimes and literally go, why are they the center of God's affection? They literally, angels literally go, what is the son of man or what is man that you even think of him? Yeah. He's a little dot. <laughs> I mean, in the, in the solar system, it's like you and I just thinking of ants all the time. Like, oh, look, look at my little precious ants. <laughs> oh, they're so precious. Look at them. They've got six legs. And, they can, and they're strong and they can carry things. Isn't that cute? Isn't that precious? We're so small. We're so insignificant yeah. towards God. But the Bible says that God thinks of us. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. How many want the favor of God? Say yes. Yes. But I, I need to tell you, what attracted his favor? Let the Bible says, let it be according to me, according to your word. Yeah. Here's what we know about these three wise women. They valued his thoughts above their thoughts. They valued them. They valued his thoughts above their thoughts. Let me, uh, let me share another scripture with you. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9. God's speaking to Isaiah and he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. I was listening to a preacher recently, the great Tommy Barnett. He, he delivered a beautiful message called Surprise Me. And he's talking about how he doesn't pray for a lot for himself anymore. He said, because I've often found that I pray for things and I realize that God actually wants to do more than I pray. He, that God is thinking bigger than I'm thinking. So he literally says, and it came out of an interesting moment, that one day he was giving his wife a Christmas present. And then one day she's like, babe, do you want to give me a Christmas present or do you want money? Because he'd obviously failed in a lot of the years giving his, his wife uh, a present. And she was like, I want the money. So she gives him the money. And then he took him to a store. And then uh, Tommy's like, this is the present I was going to buy for you. And it was this beautiful diamond kind of earrings and, and ring. And, and the wife from then on was like, why don't from now on you just surprise me? <laughs> you naughty little woman. <laughs> so from then on, he, he's, 
the wife said, honey, Tommy surprised me. And he said, I've actually found that the good thing we can say with God, it's not that saying, God, I meet my need. But what if you began to pray, God, surprise me? Because God thinks higher than you think. God thinks higher than I think. And he actually has better things in store. Are you with me? Yeah, the other day I was uh, on, the, on the trampoline with my kids and I was on the tr- trampoline with Hope and Hope is my four-year-old little daughter and she's the one that she crashed her teeth and she's got two little brown teeth now. It's basically my fault and so I feel good as a dad anyway. Um, but anyway, sometimes we lie on the trampoline and we look up and you'll see like an aeroplane 36,000 feet away. And it feels so far away, it looks so small. Well, the other day I was with her and we went to Lowe's and then we're just driving around near Lowe's and we go near Teterboro Airport and this aeroplane came really near the car because it's about to land. And Hopi said, that's the biggest aeroplane, Daddy, I've ever seen. <laughs> and actually it was kind of a little one, but it was just so close. And the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes God can feel so far away. But the truth is, it's not because he's so far away. It's because our thoughts are so far away from God. But if we'll fix our thoughts on Jesus, he will come close. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Are you with me, Church Alive? Come on, anyone thankful? God is close. God is near. God is near to the brokenhearted. God is near to those who call on him. God is near to the humble. God is near. He is God with us. He is in us. And if he's not in you, he wants to be in you. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, that famous passage of scripture in the Amplified Bible puts it like this. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Can I say to someone who's a first-time guest or coming for a month, what does God want to give you? A future... And a hope. God has a future for you. God has a hope for you. And I pray that's not just information. I pray it becomes revelation so that you, like Mary, can make room in your mind for God. And then God's purpose can be birthed in you. You know, all of us need to walk around pregnant. And I'm not talking weirdly. (laughs) I'm talking pregnant with the purpose of God. Mary allowed herself to come under the plan of God and she got pregnant with Jesus. And all of us, if you're a Christian, you need to be pregnant, not just at salvation. You need to be pregnant with the purposes and the plans that God has for you. God has for your family. God has for you to make a difference in this world. The book of Micah chapter 4 verse 7 I love this verse. It says, and I will take the the battered. And it says, and I will take them and I will transform them into a company of the elite. God wants to do something so significant in this church, so significant that it'll be a model many times to others because men and women and families are getting, allowing God to transform them so that they will become a company of the elite. I'm talking SEAL Team 6 for Jesus. I'm preaching better than you're shouting, but all right. (laughs) Are God's thoughts in the vastness of his goodness and glory? Is it better than your thoughts? Higher than your thoughts in your human limitations, in my human limitations? 
You might have lots of plans for you and I suggest and I encourage you to run after those plans and be a goal setter and go after them. But I encourage you more than anything else, bring your plans to God and say, God, if you're moving to the left and moving to the right, that's okay. Yeah. You know, if you close this one door, believe for another door to open. Yeah. If you cl- close this one career, believe for another career to open. Yeah. If you close this one relationship, it's not the end of the world. Anna had one relationship closed, but God's highlight of her life was actually seeing Jesus. Are you with me? The Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 41 and 42, the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. Then in a loud voice, she said to Mary, God has blessed you more than any other woman. But if you heard the reputation of Mary, that wouldn't have been her reputation. Because the reputation of Mary was, well, there's, you know, there's kind of some crazy stories about angels, but (laughs) we know what's really true. Joseph and her (laughs) got together. And those reputations and those stories were still surrounded the life of Jesus. He would sometimes go and do a miracle somewhere, but in in the hometown in Nazareth, people like, Mary's son? Mary, the one who maybe... A little hanky panky. <laughs> How do you even know what hanky panky is? <laughs> we have to make room in our head for God's thoughts. So that like Mary, we can carry God's plan in our spirit. Let me say this to you. And I hope, I hope someone gets this in this place. I pray that it'll literally bike an inception moment in this place. God's plan for your life is better than yours. God's plan for your life is better than yours. It's probably different than yours, but it is better. I have, I have now lived long enough to see everyone chasing their own plans. And I've found that when they get to the end of their own plans, finally they say yes to God's plan. I'm telling you in life, the earlier you do that one, the better. If you want to save yourself some pain, save yourself some heartache, save yourself some abuse, save yourself some neglect, save yourself some debt, save yourself some divorce, save yourself all kinds of different nonsense in your life, the earlier you say yes to Jesus, I'm telling you right now, the better and the more blessed it is for your life. Do you believe that? Man, I've been following Jesus now for 24 years since I was 18, and I promise you now, the quicker you say yes, the better. Doesn't mean there's not hard times. Doesn't mean you're jumping in the lily fields with Jesus. No, sometimes there's hard. But the hard thing actually teaches you character. The hard thing teaches you grit. We need some strong men and strong women in the house of God. They don't quit on God because one thing didn't go their way. Come on, has anyone got some perseverance? Has anyone got some faith in the house of God? Come on, don't quit on God just because something got disappointed you need some grit Psalm 10 verse 4 says this in his pride the wicked man does not seek him watch this now in all his thoughts there is no room for God it's, you've got to make room yeah. hey, you've, got, you've got to make some room I, lo- I love this little Instagram thing I saw the other day it was of some snowmen I thought it was so true Look at this. Don't be absurd. Nobody made us. We evolved by chance from snowflakes. 
And the more you think about this, the more ridiculous it is. Has that ever happened on your front lawn? Ever? Never. But we, so smart, so scientific, believe there's something far more complex than just your DNA. Your simple DNA is an encyclopedia. And we think sometimes people, smart people go, there is no maker. Are you sure? Because if that's stupid, how stupid is you and I saying, I'm here by accident. Your iPad's here by accident. Your car's here by accident. You're going to go home and, and, and your house, it was built by evolution. You know what was built by evolution? A cave. Your house, it had a designer. Your shoes, did they evolve on your feet and get off feet? Did your, as simple as, simple as my sound, did your underwear just, just somehow just evolve on you? No, you dirty little boy. You're going to change that thing, right? You're going to change that diaper and mum and dad had to keep on giving you ones. <laughs> I obviously lead our church, but when the, when the early days of our church, I used to lead our youth on a Friday night too. And I have these 15-year-olds tell me confidently, I'm an atheist. I'm like, you're 15. Like five years ago, you're 10. And the course of your life, since you were 10 and 15, how much of the universe have you explored? How many books have you read? Zero. Because you're 15. You were playing video games and somehow some idiot said they're an atheist and you thought it was cool. So you began to embrace that belief. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we need to slap some people in the love of Jesus. <laughs> I don't actually mean slap it. Someone's going to say, oh, does, it, oh, does he mean slap? No, it's called a humor. Some people get offended and they don't even realize it's a joke. Can I tell you this? If you're easily offended, stop it. I'm going to say that again. If you're easily offended, stop it. You're like, Pastor, I'm offended. Well, stop it. You need it. No, no, no. Stop being easily offended. Come on. Matthew chapter 24, many years ago, it says that the love of most will grow cold. Jesus speaking, prophesying of a time. And then he says this. And many will be offended. He should have said on social media. I'll just, I'll just mention this real quick. You know, some Christians went recently and prayed for Donald Trump in the White House. And all these people said, I lost respect for you because you went to the White House. And I was like, they have no idea in life. Here's the deal. Um, Daniel was brought before four different kings yeah. and these kings would throw people in fire and he would go and advise the king it doesn't really matter what the moral of the king is yeah. if you're a person of faith and you're called to point people to Jesus if you're invited to the White House or to any leadership position it doesn't matter the moral of the man Nebuchadnezzar was one of the most awful men in all of the Bible and he would throw people into the fire and then some Christians were like I can't even believe you're doing being like a Daniel here <laughs> yeah Trump's throwing him in the fire anyway is that okay if I vent a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, 
<laughs> my wife's like, stick to your notes. <laughs> now I think it's time to go off my notes. <laughs> no, <I'm done. laughs> She's getting nervous. Because I love my wife, I'll keep on my notes. Yeah, people, ah. <laughs> Let it be to me according to your word, Mary said. Let it be according to me, according to your thoughts, God. Let it be according to me, according to your plan. A woman of wisdom will produce a woman of character. That's good. A man of wisdom will produce a man of character. Yeah. Do you know a dangerous prayer? God, give me wisdom. And I feel like we're attracted to that. Like, yes, God, give me wisdom. How about this one? Give me character. And it's funny, sometimes we're not as... Quick to pray that prayer. Lord, give me wisdom. And you don't actually realize that when you pray, Lord, give me wisdom, it's the same thing as saying, God, give me character. Those two are brothers and sisters. Are you with me? Because yeah. let me assure you of this, is that character is the thing that will help or hurt the people you love the most. Character. Allow God to deal with your character. Why? Because it is the thing that will help or hurt the people you love the most. Yeah. Someone say, give me character. Yeah. Come on, someone say, give me wisdom. They go, they go hand in hand and it means that you've got to allow God to morph and shape your life. Are you with me? Yes. Let me read Psalm 112. Psalm 112 says this, praise the Lord. It says, blessed, happy, prosperous, successful. This is really what blessed means are those who fear and revere the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. And then it goes on to say in verse five, good will come to those who are generous. And lend freely and conduct their affairs with justice. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. Can I have the worship team to come back? You know, one of the most significant things that God tries to do in your life is make you a generous person. Do you remember that your parents used to get you to share? None of you had parents? <laughs> They're like, no, they never did that. They're like, oh, they just wanted me to be selfish. <laughs> Isn't it funny that I'm always teaching my child? Like, last night, I went to a party, and then I had my kids in the back. It was a beautiful party, and my mum was with me, with me from Australia. Say hi to my mum. <laughs> and we get in the car. It was a great party. We get in the car, as soon as we get in the car, the kids are just going at each other. And they're fighting each other and so forth. And I'm like, don't make me come back there. <laughs> and, and, and I continually have to coach my kids, don't be selfish. Stop fighting each other. Be generous. Forgive. Isn't that God? Yeah. Be generous. Stop fighting each other. Forgive. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. If I'd sing it, it'd be beautiful, but let it go. <laughs> if the three wise women of the Bible could trust Jesus with their future, why not you? If Mary could trust Jesus for her reputation, why not you? That preaches to me. If Mary could trust Jesus with her womb, why not you? If Mary allowed the Son of God to be born in her physically, would you allow Him to be born in you spiritually? 
Do you know the amazing thing about Mary is she was actually the first picture of a true Christian because the Son of God had to be born in her. And the essence of Christianity is not the rules, it's the Son of God wants to be born in you. And He knocks at the door of your heart, He knocks at the door of my heart, and He says, can I come in? I want to leave you with this thought in Psalm 112, it says, their righteousness shall be remembered forever. Or as Russell Crowe, the great prophet, said in Gladiator, what we do in this life echoes in eternity. See, what we do now, Mary didn't realize that one day we'd be reading about her. Anna the prophet did not realize that one day we'd be reading about her. Elizabeth, the mother of literally John the Baptist, did not realize that one day thousands of people from a completely different nation would literally read about their life. And there was three wise men, but there was three wise women. And every single one of them valued God's thoughts above their own thoughts. And I want to encourage you and teach you today that I believe if we will as a people, I believe if you, your family, every man, every woman, every person here, young person, if you consider yourself older person, I said in the last service, I stopped at 60s, I was talking about someone and then she went up to me and was like, hey, you're going to include the 70s. From now on, I mean all the way up to 127. God's thoughts. God thinks of you. God thinks of you. God thinks of you. What we do in this life echoes in eternity. Every time you forgive, every time you give, every time you do something in faith, actually God is recording. It's His highlight reel of your life. And I believe that that should motivate us to do more for Christ. I believe as a church that should motivate all of us to do more for Jesus because God is actually watching and He is recording your highlight reel. Come on, would you stand on your feet? If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.